Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray. Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics. On Mix 103.7. Welcome to another episode of Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Adam Ophis and today we're chatting with Harley Labby and Dan Edwards with the Wood Buffalo Food Bank. So just to get us started on here in case nobody knows who you are. Harley, you're the newcomer so we're going to throw you under the bus here. You first do, who are you? So I'm the new marketing and development manager with Buffalo Food Bank. So right now we are gearing up for our eighth annual spring food drive. So I've been kind of spearheading that with Dan and that's, yeah, like you say, I'm very brand new. So still trying to figure it all out, but it's uh, been an amazing experience so far. That's good. Well, Dave, don't worry. You're in good company. I too am relatively new as well, but not Dan. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm on my, working on my 11th year now with the food bank. I just passed 10 years. Uh, so this is my eighth spring food drive. I don't know how many uh, sinker food drives I've done and total food drives I've done. Uh, I'm getting pretty good at them, but uh, the people that are making it even better for me though is all of our amazing volunteers uh, that help us get through these food drives. Because as I tell everyone, the food bank, we can do our job, but we do it way better with the help of volunteers. And so this job that you do in case, I mean, even just the name itself, I would think is pretty self-explanatory, but in case somebody doesn't know exactly what the food drive is, what it does, who does it support, like who does it help, um, who would like to jump on and explain that? I'll, I'll take the lead on this <laughs> one, I guess. Uh, you know, the, the Service Spring Food Drive is our annual springtime food drive. Our food drives give us about 30% of our year's food. So the, the Sinker Food Drive at Christmas time gives us 30% and then we have the, the Service Spring Food Drives coming up to get us about another 30% and then the, the smaller food drives that individuals and small groups do kind of keep us going throughout the rest of the year. Um, but it's really important. If we don't have this food drive, there you know there's that risk. We're going to run out of food. And you know, it's it's always uh, when people see pictures of the food bank and they see food, it's like, okay, you see food, but that's like, it takes me like, 30 days I could go through all of the food in my building um, and, and if I don't have it continually coming in, it's it, it goes away and then we're in, in trouble. So um, it's really important that we have these food drives that really bring in, you know, the goal being 55,000 pounds of food. That's a really big amount of food. And, and you know, it's we pick that number, we hope we hit that number. Uh, and then we'll tell everyone at the end of the day if we if we made our goal or not because sometimes that number that weight number is a little bit arbitrary because things that we need sometimes don't weigh a lot like cereal doesn't weigh a lot uh, toiletries which is sometimes a really important thing that we need they just don't weigh a lot so we could get all of what we need and just be shy of that weight goal sort of thing but we think we can do it we're we're pretty confident in the community uh, they'll be here to support us. And that that's that is good you say because you know like you mentioned you people see this photo and that's tons of food but you think even just for yourself as an individual family how often you're stopping into the grocery store to refill 
Yeah. You know, it's it's every week, or at least myself, I'm popping in every week at least. <laughs> you're good. I'm like every other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're popping in all the time to get this. So uh, this photo, and you're not just feeding one family. No, we feed about uh, 30 families a day. Uh, plus or minus, depending on the day, a couple days a week, we actually serve even more than that. And then we also serve, like, we serve the entirety of Wood Buffalo. We don't just cover Fort McMurray. We go down as far south as Conklin, and then we go as far north as Fort Chip. So we're covering a, a very vast area sort of thing. And when we're going to those rural areas, that's another... 20, 25 families that we're serving on top of everyone that we're serving in Fort McMurray proper. Yeah, and see, and yeah, you've been in this, um, you've been in this over a decade now, like yes. you've seen this and seen this trend. Uh, Harley, what is this from your perspective uh, coming in being so new, what kind of surprised you, like that? what you've seen here? Was there anything that you were like, whoa, I didn't expect this or that? Yeah, 100%, honestly, it was very eye-opening in a lot of aspects. Um, not only just how the Wood Buffalo Food Bank operates itself, but how large it is, how involved the community is, uh, how many people are dedicated to helping it, uh, as well as just seeing the day-to-day, -day, you know, seeing the, the client service uh, or the intake workers, you know, going out and into the warehouse with a shopping cart and, you know, getting, basically providing um, those groceries, you know, helping them package those up, things like that. Uh, you know, they're they're elbow deep in big freezers back at work, you know, it's, it's seen those ins and outs of it. Um, I'm also amazed by the grocery stores, um, you know, getting food from them. You know, we uh, get phone calls to say, you know, come pick up pallets of uh, fresh produce before it goes bad. And, you know, I think those things are things that aren't really aren't really thought of, but it, it takes that much uh, help to keep us going. And, um, you know, learning more about food insecurity, uh, things like that, it's, it's, it's more than what meets the eye, for sure. And it's, yeah, it's amazing. And well, how do you feel, um, you know, because Dan had mentioned on here that this is uh, a third of the food is brought in just, um, what is it, next weekend, I believe, the yeah, spring drive? Weekend, yeah, eight, not, ninth, tenth. Yeah, it's like not remembering eight. my wife's birthday. I have, <laughs> I've given her like a weekend at this point. That I just, I can't remember. Which is that so, weekend, yeah, by it the way. It is the weekend. It's my wife's <laughs> birthday. It's, yeah, I'm in the doghouse all weekend, but uh you know, the things I do for, for the community uh, far surpass what I do for my personal life. So I make personal choices every day, and this is one of them. I'm, I'm going in the doghouse, but we're going to have an amazing food draft. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a third of the, of the your year's food in a single drive. How do you, uh, Harley, feel about that coming into, well, you know, being new, and now you're coming into a, a third of the food is going to be brought in yeah. on just this weekend. How do you feel? You definitely start to see it with a uh, different perspective. You know, you can walk in and, you know, to me it's just, that's a ton of food or, you know, you hear those, the weight that people donate and, you know, every, every pound, every dollar literally helps. Uh, it's because it does take a vast, vast amount of, of food. You know, we have a huge warehouse uh, in this new building and even that full, it just, to me, it's, you know, you kind of look at it in a smaller way, I guess. Um, like you say, we're going to the grocery store, we get that that privilege, you know, that people don't get. So you definitely don't take it for granted anymore. Um, you know, my pantry is definitely not looked at like, oh, there's nothing to eat. You know, it definitely changes things like that. Having 
um, recycle bags, you know, we go out and we buy these and then they just sit in my trunk. Uh, you know, I look at those different now. Things like that, um, you, you start to see it in a whole new way. And that's why I love uh, when kids get involved. You know, we picked up a donation yesterday uh, or the other day, but we, we brought the big check to them and they were so excited to see, you know, their weight and their dollar amount on this huge check. And, um, you know, seeing the kids uh, see it in that way too, starting young, um, I think just makes makes a huge difference, you know. Uh, so yeah, it's it's eye-opening, but uh, that one-third is, yeah. Yes, this uh, this spring food drive coming up April 9th and 10th is huge. I mean, one-third of your entire year supply, that's big. So if anyone can take part, whether it's by donating or it's by volunteering, certainly do so if you can. We're just going to take our first break on Fort McMurray Matters, but when we return, we're going to continue chatting with the Wood Buffalo Food Bank to talk about this amazing big drive they're doing. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. And we're back with Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Adam Ophis, and today we are chatting, if you missed out, we're chatting to Harley Lavie and Dan Edwards with Wood Buffalo Food Bank, and we're most specifically, we're talking about the spring food drive that's coming up here on April 9th and 10th. Now, Harley and Dan just explained how they get a third of all their product for the year during this food drive so it means so much and i just wanted to ask dan about you know that that's that's a lot of product that you're dealing with like how do you have the people to to be able to handle this like how many volunteers do you need like this must take so much work it's uh like i said our, our volunteer mm -hmm. force is like the the more important team my team i take care of them i'm not saying that <laughs> but like volunteers are just as important as my my staff team because there's all the work. There's the work of the weekend, and we have you know 400 plus volunteers over the weekend that are you know at the grocery stores asking people to help out, you know getting stuff into the trucks. We're taking it from the trucks and putting it into bins and filling the warehouse. But then it's in bins. It needs to be a little bit more organized after that. So there is volunteer opportunity for weeks to come <laughs> after the food drive to get it all really put away. We just kind of put it in sort of thing. We have some systems in place. We're getting pretty good at this. Um, you know, over the years, you know, my first food drive, I remember just, we'd be halfway through the day and someone would just be shouting out meat. And it was that we found a grocery bag buried that still had frozen meat in it that we needed to get out. Because like two weeks later, when you're kind of getting down to the bottom of that giant mountain, if you find frozen meat, it's not so fun. It's kind of <laughs> not great. So, you know, we've learned and we've gotten better at it. So we're really good at getting all that stuff away right away. Um, but, you know, it is, it's a lot of food, 55,000 pounds of food or plus or minus, as I said, because sometimes the things that we need, because the things like toiletries, mm -hmm. like, you know, the paper towel, the toilet paper, the body wash and shampoo, people are will see that and they go well why is you're the food bank why is that on there well when do you buy it you go to the grocery store you buy it so our clients they're coming to us because they unfortunately are in a situation that they have to make a choice between buying groceries and paying rent and sometimes paying rent yeah you might be able to push that but you push that too long and now you don't have a place to live there's a lot of factors that go into these decisions and the little things that seem like oh well that's not food well, it's just as important, you know, things like baby items, diapers and formula, 
they're both really expensive. Like I don't have children. It's not a concern that I ever had in my life. But as soon as I started working at the food bank, I was like shocked. A can, just one little can of formula is like $45. It's expensive. Or more. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like when I started, it was $45. It's probably even more than that now. And it's, it's like, I just couldn't believe it. And for me, like that's like such an important thing. It's like one of the, we work on an appointment-based system for our clients day to day. But if they need baby items, as long as we're open, come down and yeah. see us I don't babies we don't mess with those <laughs> we're gonna take care of them to the best of our ability well we also know that they usually will take precedent in you know does mom eat or does baby eat so it's you know and that's kind of the hard truth and of this these jobs you know you get to you, you see those things and it's a sad reality for sure it, it is and and yeah these various things that you don't think of because you think uh like food and simple things like that but like you mentioned when i go to the grocery store um like you said um i'm i might even be grabbing light bulbs when i'm in there like just these things you don't mm -hmm. don't think of but that's what i'm grabbing at the grocery store i am grabbing like you said garbage bags i'm getting paper towel i'm getting the, all the toiletries mm -hmm. and things like that like you said that aren't mentioned and to kind of go on the volunteers uh, once again, because that is so much work. Mm -hmm. And are you still looking for volunteers? So we are still looking for volunteers to help out on the weekend. And you know, we're used to, well, I used to have been in Fort McMurray a long time. Fort McMurray is like the, the last minute town champion. <laughs> it is like right down to the wire. Um, but we do still have some open shifts uh, available. So if anyone wants to sign up to volunteer, uh, they just head on down to our partners at WB Volunteers and uh, follow the links for the food bank and they'll find all of the, the store shifts, uh, the warehouse shifts, as well as that's where you go for after food drive when you just want to do something to help out. You can join our team and, and help out at the food bank. But again, the partners at WB Volunteers, if you want to help out with animals, SPCA is on there. You want to help out with other uh, opportunities. There's all the organizations around town. We're posting our volunteer opportunities there and it's a great connection to the community uh, to get involved beyond just the food bank. I'm mm -hmm. a big proponent of, I love my volunteers and I want them to help me. But if you want to volunteer, like get out there. This central location is an amazing place to find all sorts of opportunities to help out in the community. Yeah, it really is. I had them on here and I didn't realize it existed. And as soon as they explained it, I was like, that's really cool. It's, it's a cool hub. Yeah, it's kind of like a shopping list of, okay, what would I like to do yeah. um, for my volunteer work? I've got time and what would I like to put it towards? Because I had seen, uh, I believe even uh, us here at Mix are going to be over at Freshco, I believe, on Saturday yes. as well. Like uh, we're we're jumping on board too. So yeah, yeah the the mixed team is is helping out. You guys are doing uh, Freshco, which is the new store in town. Yeah, um, it's the uh, where the old Safeway was downtown. Uh, Wayne and his team there are amazing. They've been helping out like from day one. Mm -hmm. They opening day they had a presentation for us, and then they've been right on board with that food recovery piece of. The food that is, you know, it's the, the milk that's getting close, the uh, produce items that are, are getting close to date but haven't gone bad, because human psychology is this. If I walk into a grocery store, I see the one that looks real nice and the one that looks, doesn't look as great. What one am I gonna buy? I'm gonna buy the real nice looking one. But this one is still completely good and like we don't take stuff that's rotten. We don't give rotten food to our clients. We, If it does get to us, we throw it out. You know, again, humans are humans and mistakes do happen and, you know, every now and then and our clients just literally go, hey, <laughs> and we're like, oh, <laughs> sorry about that. Like, and we'll fix that right away. But we're really big, like the, that 
age-old sort of myth of beggars can't be choosers and things like that should never ever have been said in any point in time and we don't do that our clients are not begging they just need some help and we're going to treat them with dignity and respect and we're going to provide them with good food as well but we're also going to work with the grocery stores to avoid food waste the amount of food that is thrown mm -hmm. out in north america is absolutely criminal in itself and not that the stores the stores are businesses and they have to be profitable and whatnot and they have to make a choice this is either going to go rotten on the shelf or it's going to go rotten in the garbage bin so we'll put it in the garbage bin so it's not on the shelf ruining other food um, so we're just working with them to be, create programs to stop that <laughs> get it ahead of that and get it into uh, people that could use it uh, that is actually excellent you mentioned that because I was uh, in, in a previous life I was yeah. a supervisor at a grocery store and I do remember um, that any yeah any damaged goods we couldn't sell it we just threw it away yeah. just for safety purposes and I, I do know people used to ask for discounts on these things I was like no we have to company policy throw it away which is unfortunate because it, it did it literally went in a compactor yeah. and yeah. was destroyed which like you said yeah. nothing's wrong with the food inside that yeah. Yeah. it just doesn't look You're good it's not gonna make yeah. the money off it but it's still good I know that I push dates on my food at home there's, there's a lot of smelling from the fridge going on you know and uh it's all still good so yeah freshco has been uh like you said amazing uh so we were very happy that we were able to go there on saturday and you guys are going to be there from i think noon to four uh and then stony creek here at the save on from noon to four as well on sunday so uh i'm hoping that kind of drives some volunteers too um but uh yeah and so I know last time you were on here, Dan, uh, you had mentioned that chunky soup was a is always a big hit. Chunky soup is, is sort of my go-to when someone's like, "What does the food bank need?" And I'm like at Walmart trying to buy Lego. Like, <laughs> what does the food bank? Uh, chunky soup is always my go-to. Um, but I always encourage people things that are like whole meals. So a chunky soup versus a condensed soup. Condensed soup, there is nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying that. It's just if I'm going. What is gonna give me a full meal and really got some protein to it and everything? That chunky soup has that piece. Whereas condensed soup is just add water and it will fill your belly and it will keep, it's better than zero. But if I'm gonna encourage people, <laughs> I'll say chunky soup. I'll say tomatoes and pasta sauce and pasta. Things that you can create something with. Um, and a, you know, a lot of those, uh, the stores have sort of pre-made bags. Those are great bags when you're kind of in a pinch of like, I want to do something for the food bank. Those are great. But like our website is the best place uh, to find out or our Facebook page. We're always posting a list of kind of what we need right now. What is missing? Uh, I know right now we're low on peanut butter as well. Mm -hmm. um, and some canned meats, I think. Canned it, meats, canned yeah. fruits. We do have, um, for anybody that's coming to the grocery stores and uh, Walmart, uh, we will have basically wish lists is what I've been calling them. It's just our needs, what we're low on, what we're completely out of, so that they get an idea. Because sometimes you do, your mind does just go to those soups. Uh, but things like dinner kits or baking uh, needs, uh, spices, uh, things like that that you don't really generally think of are all in that list so that you're, you know, you can just kind of go in or if you have that at home, um, I'll, I've been posting them on Facebook and, and Instagram. We're just going to take our last break here on Fort McMurray Matters, but when we return, we're going to continue chatting about the Wood Buffalo Food Drive, or the, sorry, the Wood Buffalo Food Bank's Spring Food Drive that's coming up April 9th and 10th here, just next weekend. It's a big thing, huge. A third of their product is collected that day. Uh, we're going to be chatting more about that right after this. 
We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. And we're back with Fort McMurray Matters. If you missed it, we're actually chatting with Harley Labby and Dan Edwards with Wood Buffalo Food Bank, and we're talking about the big spring food drive that's coming up. Uh, Dan, I did want to ask you about fresh fruits and vegetables and things like that. Like, how, how does that work when, when that is? Because, I mean, you must be limited on freezer space and fridge space. So how, how do you work with that? So when people want to donate those types of things during the food drive, absolutely, because we're picking it up from the trucks. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be transferred within uh, time frames to keep it safe. If you were like, you know what, I want to donate perishable items. What we do is recommend contacting us and we'll coordinate with you because we just need to get to us right away. So if you're doing that on, say, uh, a Friday, uh, our warehouse isn't in and our sort of intake staff are pretty busy with appointments, so it's having to pull people away. So we try to say, you know, Friday is not the best day to deliver a donation sort of thing, but especially those perishable items. We just work, have contact us, we'll work with you. We'll get, make sure that it gets delivered in a timely manner so that everything's kept safe. But it is something that we're able to take. It just takes coordination versus, you know, grab a few items off the shelf that is non-perishable, drop it in the bin. Someone will get there this week, I think. <laughs> and I say that because I actually don't know the schedule I am so far removed these days doing, <laughs> trying to keep the building running and everything else and, and all the, the events happening. I don't actually know what the schedule of pickups, but we do try for at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. And then obviously the grocery stores are reaching out to us when the bins are getting overflowing and we'll send someone out uh, to get those uh, collected. Yeah, and I and I, I guess, like you said, if you're having uh, like 30 families uh, a day coming in, the fresh fruit and veggies, I would imagine, would be, they are not spoiling on the shelves, I imagine. No, no. we, we turn over those ones uh, real quick. And that, and then that's a lot of the reasons like when people see things like gift cards on our grocery uh, needs list uh, and what some of the monetary donations, we do have a budget for perishable items because it isn't something that is coming in consistently, but it is an important part of what we uh, distribute. So we do actually make weekly purchases. So that's when people see, oh, you guys do deliver. Unfortunately, we don't deliver hampers. Um, when you see our vehicles out about, it's actually that we're going to the grocery store uh, to pick up our larger orders uh, sort of thing. So we're back in the, the cube truck. And when we make those large orders, we're not impacting the front of the store. We're ordering out of the back side of the store and they're ordering pallets right in for us that never was supposed to see <laughs> the light of day on the, the shelves sort of thing. Okay, and then with some of these items that you get in, like if you're low on a set item or your grocery run is on this day or that day, do you inform some families? Like, do you have a call list that are they are in need of this item? You say, Kate, we're we're actually getting it Tuesday, or we've got it in now. So, if it's something that they're in need of, we'll sort of keep that as an uh, oh, people are requesting this item. If it's not something that we normally have, uh, we do kind of keep a list of that because we change out the produce that we order because. I don't like eating the same thing every <laughs> month, every uh, week sort of thing. Uh, so, you know, everyone's the same. So we do change up those items because our hampers are, they last approximately a month. So our clients can come once every 30 days. Um, so we kind of like, we'll change up those items. With uh, COVID and pandemic and, and supply line issues, we've had that happen where like we put in an order for XYZ and it just didn't come. 
it didn't arrive on the truck and like the store didn't get theirs either so like no one gets this <laughs> item because no one has it at all um when those have happened we've had to sort of say to our clients hey we know this is a regular staple item we just don't have it it, it didn't come in our order was shorted we're going to take your name down we'll give you a call once we have it in and someone can come down and they can just kind of pop in when they're available to come in and grab those items that we're missing um because it is for us it is a key part of our uh hamper anything that would be considered an extra like when we have extra meat product that got donated um if i have it great if i don't it's not unfortunately it's not there sort of thing but we have the sort of here's the base if we don't have the base we're gonna make that up to you anything about the bases <laughs> that's a bonus yeah no i i think we all remember the great toilet paper depression of 2020 <laughs> which will yes. be remembered for years yeah. uh well before i kind of let you go i'm gonna just kind of allow you to one big plug how amazing is the uh spring food drive that's coming up here why should people take part why should people volunteer how great is it harley it's amazing it's gonna be a fun time uh i've spoken to some kind of longtime volunteers and how excited they are to do it again. Uh, you know, we're finally allowed to enjoy the grocery store again. We're allowed to smile without masks on. We're allowed to like, you know, make eye contact. We can high five <laughs> if you want. Uh, there is still hand sanitizer. You know, we're allowed to, to be uh, kind of just a community again. You know, this is kind of a, a our first kickoff into, uh, you know, post-COVID life. So I wanna, you know, celebrate that. Um, you know, we really, really value our volunteers. We value the donors. Um, you know, uh, who knows what this weather is going to do uh, come next weekend. <laughs> so we have, you know, Canada College is going to be going around with some hot coffee from Wild Rose Catering, uh, hot chocolate, some snacks, things like that. You know, we definitely want to take care of everyone while they're out there. So it's it's going to be a really fun time. I'm excited to, to see what the community brings together. I'm fairly new to uh, Fort McMurray and I've never seen a community that is so so dedicated to not only the food bank but you know other nonprofits and just organizations in general so I'm really excited to see you know how it goes and uh, Dan an old veteran like yourself how does it uh, feel <laughs> well it's amazing the, you know it's the service spring food drive it's the eighth year of it it's you know as you say Cano College is on board to do our hospitality vehicle delivering coffee and treats from Wild Rose Catering uh, you know we have an amazing gift this year and anyone that is an, a veteran of a food bank food drive of our big ones uh, we always have a gift of some sort this year we're doing something new it's gonna be t-shirts uh, and they're pretty awesome it's uh, we kind of went that beyond just like hey it's my free volunteer shirt that is like it has a logo on it and we all kind of take them and throw them in the closet and they try to make a blanket out of them or something like that this one's kind of awesome we did a really great uh, design with it, trying to make it something that, you know, goes beyond the, the weekend uh, wearing <laughs> sort of thing. Uh, and it's just like, again, as Harley said, it's amazing to see all the dedicated volunteers. There's so many of them over the years and, and I get to see some of them and I remember them and we do the high five and the, the elbow bump or whatever anyone's comfortable with uh, in this new world we live in. But uh, we're going to be able to do it with smiles mm -hmm. uh, beyond our eyes. So it's going to be great. And we're just looking forward to an amazing weekend. Fantastic. Thanks for coming and joining me today. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. 
Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today on Fort McMurray Matters. But I do want to wish a big, big thank you to Harley Labby and Dan Edwards from the Wood Buffalo Food Bank for joining me today. If you missed much of this episode, you want to hear it again, or you want to hear more podcasts, you can head to our website at mix1037fm.com, where a fresh episode is posted every single day. You are sure to find something you like. I'm Adam Ophis. I will talk to you again tomorrow. That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at mix1037fm.com. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.